0: Great morning, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Thank God for Monday. I'm Brother Greg Cellini, the Franciscan Brothers of Brooklyn, in the Office of Mission, Ministry, and Interfaith Dialogue at St. Francis College in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. My great pleasure to be back with you again today. The purpose of our show, Thank God for Monday, is to inspire you, our audience to take personal responsibility for your professional satisfaction. We want to provide you hope, healing, and peace in these unprecedented, turbulent, uncertain times. Motivate you to search deep inside yourself in the quest for fulfillment. Listeners, it's really up to you as to how to utilize the information we provide today. Take full accountability for the decisions you make. And a resulting outcome. Now, one of the goals of our show, thank God, for Mondays to introduce role models. Role models of people who take very bold steps in their work lives. This is a very special weekend for a couple of reasons. First, yesterday, Friday, November 11, was Veterans Day. And we thank all our veterans for their fantastic service to our great country. Second, Friday, November 11, yesterday was also National Medal Day. And as such, we are honored today to have with us a most special guest. Her name is Maggie English. She's part of a great group that's known as Gold, Frankincense, and Myrrh, or GFM for short. Great morning and welcome to Thank God for Monday, Maggie.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. Uh,
0: The honor is all ours. Kindly share with the listeners from what city and state you are speaking from this morning.
1: So I am currently in Jacksonville, Florida.
0: Ah, you just made this host and a whole lot of listeners very, very jealous. (laughs) Beautiful place to be, especially this time of the year. Sadly, Maggie, we've only got 30 minutes. We could spend hours talking about you, uh, your incredible background, this incredible group in which you're a part of, Gold, Frankincense, and Myrrh. So if it's okay with you, we're just going to jump right into the deep end of the pool. We're very curious, our listeners and I, growing up, were you always drawn to, to music? And at what age did you start playing instruments?
1: So we always grew up listening to music with our parents, but we were never performers. And then when we turned like five or six, our parents put us into the music lessons and just told us, you know, just try it for two years. And if you hate it, you can quit, but at least you tried it. And so then we ended up falling in love with music and, you know, just playing for our parents. And it was just like the, the kids playing piano growing up. And then we started, you know, trying different instruments. And I think I was eight when I started playing bass. And so Lulu was already playing drums and CD was playing guitar. And so we all had these different instruments and our dad was like, why don't you make a cover band? We can just play some of my favorite, like '80s songs. We'll ha- just have it in the living room. It'll be funny. And then we started playing like talent shows and you know, just like open mic nights and started writing our own music. And it just kind of grew from there.
0: Wow, this is amazing. Now, for the context of the listeners, of course, WSOU is the loudest rock. So I'm sure our heavy metal listeners are very familiar with you. However, our thank God for Monday listeners on Saturday morning at 830 might not be totally familiar. So I just want to set a little context for them that gold, frankincense and myrrh is not only you, but your two maternal sisters, CJ and Lulu. Is that right?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Rip it. Okay. And you are not triplets, am I right? But you're fairly close in ages, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, we're very close in age, but not quite triplets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So as you said, you started at young ages, uh, certainly picking up instruments and being drawn to music. And was there a certain point when you had the dream, the three of you, or was it more or less your parents? Uh, forming a band, if you will, uh, Maggie?
1: Um, I think it definitely was when we went to start recording our first album because, you know, before that, it was definitely just like, oh, this is something cool we do. Like, we're kids playing rock music. Like, what kid does that? But then we went to Nashville to record our first album, and it was like, okay, we're going to make this, like, a really professional, like, big deal thing. We're flying to go to, like, a big-time studio, and – after that, we literally just did one song because we were all still in school. And so we could only go up during spring break. And so we only had time to, to work on one song. And so flying home, I literally was like crying and I was crying like going to school because I didn't want to go to school anymore. I wanted to just do music. And that was like the thing I wanted to do. And so uh, our parents have always been super supportive of that and, you know, wanting to help push us as as hard as we could go. And so, yeah, their one rule is that we had to finish school while we were doing music. So we ended up doing both.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I want to make sure I understand this correctly. So you went through a uh, an elementary school and then it was in, in high school that you you first went to Nashville and did your first song. What was it? High school that you did this?
1: So I was around middle school, I think, and so after, Ah. yeah, after a few years, then we started doing homeschool, and then we just did college online, and it was just easier that way, and so I'm almost done with my master's degree now, and I just turned 22, so
0: Ah. it's a lot
1: easier doing school online for us, just because we can do it a lot faster.
0: Sure, because I'm sure now that this great band is formed, you literally might be all over the world, so as you say, doing things online uh, would be easier for you. Was there an official beginning, if you will, to gold, Frankincense and myrrh? Was there a certain place or a certain time where there was like an official rollout of this band, or just it just kind of happened, if you will?
1: Um, I definitely think that it was kind of a gradual start. It definitely started as like a hobby thing where we were playing just for like family parties or like like our family would come over for Thanksgiving or something and we play for them and stuff like that. And uh, but we played our first show in spring break. I I think like 2014 or 2015. It was it was before we did that album. Uh, like the year before, and so we played our first show like in front of actual like a actual crowd and stuff. And we were all just like, oh my goodness, we're a band now. Like this is real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, if I may, if you're just about 22, you, you were very young when you started this thing.
1: Yeah, I. I was definitely I think I wanna say eight when we were playing like our cover songs and stuff still and I think I was eleven when we played our first show. So
0: wow. Boy, that's a lot for an eleven year old and kudos to you <laughs> for being mature beyond your years to do this. Now if I understand correctly, your first album was called Identity Crisis. Is that right? Tell us about the experience, because this is something, I apologize, is very foreign to me, and I'm sure our listeners haven't really experienced it yet. Tell us all about this experience of your first album, Identity Crisis.
1: Yeah, it was definitely something that was super, you know, new to us, because we had never traveled, you know, outside of an hour or two to go to a studio, and we were flying to Nashville and working with... um, a guitarist for a band called we as human and so it was a band that we were just fangirling over at the time because it was one of our favorite bands so we were just like floored that we got to work with them and so it definitely was just kind of like so surreal that, that it was all happening we were writing music and you know having his input and um i think there was two people at the time working at the studio and so they would help us you know finish out the songs and you know, make them you know bigger than what they were like just in the demo form, and you know being able to write about stuff. We were definitely going through you know tr- turning from children into teenagers into adults type thing, wow. and so tried to write about a lot of those like kind of issues that come with that. Learning how to you know find your place in the world while you know you're not a you're not a kid anymore, but you're still too young to really have any experience. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, this is amazing. Now, I should have asked you this a couple of questions ago. I apologize. When you started playing, like, with Mom and Dad there for Mom and Dad, was it certain music, or was it just kind of any music?
1: Um, It definitely, my dad's favorite band when he was, uh, like, 15 or 16 was a band called Petra, and so we did a lot of Petra covers. We did a lot of Skillet covers, um, bands like that, so, like, more in the Christian rock subgenre of music um and then you know we started to kind of branch out into the heavier stuff
0: wow oh that's amazing certainly
1: now you mentioned a little bit about
0: songs do, do you write your own songs to the three of you how does that all happen
1: yeah it's definitely a collaborative process between all of us um we always try to bring in outside writers as well that way all the songs don't end up sounding the same we, we kind of get stuck in our head sometimes so bringing an outside voice just to throw in some new ideas really helps a lot so we're very involved with the writing process though because we want to make sure you know that it's our stories that we're putting out there and we we realize um you know that writing is like kind of a catharsis thing and it is like therapy for us and so you know we're getting all of these experiences that we've had out into the world and you know then you know when people can relate to them and be like oh my goodness I went through the same thing like this is so like I can't believe you're helping me so much Yeah, you know, that that's the, you know, thing for us because it's like, oh my goodness, you know, we realized we could help people with that. so we wanted to make sure we definitely had a hand in writing.
0: I'm so fascinated by this again, because this is a world, uh, Maggie, I am totally unfamiliar with. So when you write a song, do you first, do you first, you write the words, you write the lyrics and then you put music to it, but it sounds like the lyrics are almost a story that you're trying to share in a therapeutic uh, cathartic way help me out do i understand this
1: (laughs) yeah it's a little bit um like the order kind of gets switched around every once in a while so it, it really is what kind of inspires you so sometimes it is a lyric or you know a thing you want to write about and so you write all the words out and then you fit you know the melody behind it and what you want the guitars and stuff to sound like and at other times you know you start with the musical track and you have guitars and you have drums and and you don't know what to write about. And so you just kind of, you know, figure out, okay, well, what's the theme I want to write about or what's something that's been happening to me recently. And you just kind of, you know, let that be your outpouring, you know, instead of re- journaling, you're writing lyrics. And then you kind of figure out how to make them like match and like rhyme and stuff. And sometimes you're you're sitting there looking up like synonyms for words to try and find one that means the same thing but matches and rhymes. And so it, it really is just kind of like pieces of a puzzle fitting together.
0: It's so fascinating you mentioned the word journaling, because as a Franciscan brother of Brooklyn, journaling was required for me in my formation, and I love it to this day. On a daily basis, I journal. And it's fascinating how you say that songwriting almost has a component of journaling. You're really, instead of writing it in a journal, uh, you're putting it out there and putting music to it. This is really, really something. Ironically, one of our goals for 2023 for our show, Thank God for Monday, is to write a theme song for the show, because people have suggested, you know, been on the air 15 years, but you don't have a theme song. So to be able (laughs) to put one together, and that's a great way to think about it, to write those lyrics almost as journaling, and then put some music to it. Wow. You've inspired me already, Meg. This is so (laughs) certainly. Now, we're going to fast forward just a bit. Uh, your first tour was in 2017. Is that right? Somewhere in that era. Tell us, all yeah. how was it to go on tour? This must be just incredible.
1: It's really, it's. there's so many things that go into it that are great. So that tour was with a band called Seventh Day Slumber. And you know, that was another band that we had grown up listening to. And so it was just like, oh, my gosh, we're going on tour with like this. this what? Like, what in the world? These people even know who we are? And then you, you add on to the fact that, you know, you're getting to travel and see the country and seeing we saw Mount Rushmore on that tour. We saw Niagara Falls on that tour because mm-hmm. um, we, we always love traveling. And our mom is a big proponent of seeing like big historical sites. And so we tried to visit as many places as we could on off days. That um, was during the summer. And so we saw like the big Fourth of July fireworks from like a, a hotel window and stuff. And, oh. um, and then you're getting to meet new people every night, too. So you're meeting new cultures of people you're meeting. You know, people that have listened to your music that you didn't know listen to your music and it's like oh my goodness wait i know who you are from instagram or i know you from facebook and i didn't know you're a real person oh my goodness
0: uh, now when you tour even like on that first tour do, do you fly places do you go by bus is it a comment you try is it a comment how, how do you even just travel from place to place
1: so most of the time we take, we have a tour van. And so it's a big uh, 12 passenger, like cargo type van that we take. And we've got a big trailer that we're pulling. on um, that first tour, we had like kind of decked it out. So we took all the seats out and had like little beds put in and stuff. But recently we put the seats back in because so we realized it's just easier to just travel that way. We've been getting hotel rooms and stuff. Um, but then we went on tour with Fozzie earlier this year. And so we did our first bus tour. So we had a big tour bus and we had like all the cool like bunks and stuff. Um, but we haven't, we haven't done any flight dates, uh, except for like a festival so far. So we're not like, uh, that big and famous yet to do like flying to every show, you know, on a private jet.
0: <laughs> not yet, but it seems like you're going in that wonderful direction. That is just fantastic. Now, if I perceive correctly, this initial tour was very well received and then you've done some follow-up tours. Maybe you can share a little bit more about those, please.
1: Yeah. So after that tour, we did um a repeat tour with the same band Seven Day Slumber the next year. And then um and the year after that we tried to do, you know, a headlining uh, tour of like on our own. And so we did a ton of festival dates that year. We did a ton of like in between dates and you know meeting people that we didn't even realize like again that would come to our shows or that even knew who we were. And um I think after that tour then we got the call to go on tour with Fozzie. And so that's a band that Chris Jericho is the lead singer of from wwe and so we just we met all those band members fell in love with all of them they're all like we still talk to them all the time they're super super nice we love every single one of them um and so it, it definitely is just you know kind of jumping on like short tours here and there and then like sometimes you'll get on a really long tour like for a couple months at a time and so those longer ones are definitely like Very strange at first because you know, this year we went on like a two month tour, and so we're we never played that many shows in a row at one time, and so we're just like, Oh my goodness, I need to go to bed! (laughs) Like, I'm tired.
0: (laughs) Wow, a two month tour! Now, I should have asked you, you're today in Jacksonville, Florida. Is that your home base? Is it Jacksonville?
1: It is
0: okay. Wow, so it seems to me if you're away for two months, that seems to be a pretty long time.
1: It is a very long time and uh, you know the thing luckily we have our family on the road so we don't get homesick but we do miss our dogs a lot and so we always have our brother. He stays home because he's not part of the band. Uh, if he's married he's got his own like little apartment and everything so he'll occasionally come over visit the dogs and FaceTime us so we can say hi to them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what, did you say mom and dad go tour with you?
1: They do yeah so our oh. mom is currently our traveling manager as well and uh, because of COVID and everything, dad's had more leeway to travel um, occasionally, and he'll be able to because he travels for his job anyway. So he'll be able to, you know, travel with us and then go to his wherever he needs to go and work and stuff. So it's been really nice to be able to have them both on the road with us.
0: That that's special, no doubt about that. I'm sure it's special for you and your sisters, but special for Mom and Dad uh, as well. We talked a little bit about your first album, Identity Crisis. It seems through your diligent efforts, you've had a couple albums since, and in particular, Framing My Perception. Share with us a little bit more about these uh, other albums, please, uh, Maggie.
1: Yeah, so we've been trying to write as much as possible. So we've been putting out new music at least once a year. So it definitely is kind of a feat, but the projects that we've been doing are a little shorter. So it only has to be six songs instead of like the 12 songs that are usually on like an album and everything. So we've been able to do more projects more frequently um and then this year Framing My Perception did come out and that was definitely one of the biggest you know feats that we you know tried to accomplish we we were able to sign with Rockfest Records to for a distribution deal to like release our record and everything like as an actual like label company releasing it and so that was super cool um we worked with a producer named Kellen McGregor. he plays for a band called Memphis Mayfire and so they're a big band and uh, you know, the metal scene and like the kind of like the metal core, like Warped Tour scene. Uh, they were big in that. And so that was crazy because that was another band that we're just like, oh, my goodness, this was my favorite band growing up. And now they're working with us. That's so cool. And so, you know, we were a lot more involved in like the producing aspect of it. Uh, our friends from Seven Day Summer were able to fly down and we have our own home studio. And so you know we were here like in between tours recording at our house, trying to finish up like the record at the last minute because... The label wanted to get it out in time for the tour and stuff and so it was all just kind of like a chaotic ball of getting everything together and then these big names getting thrown on top of it and it's just like oh my goodness what is happening this is so cool and crazy at the same time i just i'm trying to hold on for life
0: (laughs) oh well i believe i know i had the misperception that uh, this was all fun and games, but it sounds like sometimes there are a few deadlines and things that have to be done by certain periods in order, as you say, to get a record published or a record sold by a certain date. Boy, that is something. Now, how does this work with an album? You, you write it, you, then does someone buy it from you and then they sell it or do you get a part of the proceeds from the set? How does that all work even?
1: So right now, since we're uh, kind of an independent band, uh, recently with Rockfest is a little bit different since we signed with them to do that, but they're still letting us sell as an independent band. So we sell our own CDs. And so, you know, we carry the physical product. um, We go to shows. If you want to get a CD at a show, you have to come to our merch table and see us so we can actually meet everybody because that's part of the reason we want to talk to all the fans that come to our shows. Um, But we also have our own like online website. And so you can buy them from our website since we're not in like big distributors like, Target or Walmart, or we're not in any of those stores yet. So hopefully one day that'll happen. But right now, since we're a smaller band, you know we're still selling it independently. So you have to go to our original website and buy it.
0: Wow. And before the end of the show, we'll have you give us that site so our listeners and I can go out and buy some of that great music. Now, you touched a wonderful chord with me, pardon the pun, uh, Maggie, because my, <laughs> uh, my nickname used to be the Nature Boy after Ric Flair. So I was okay. a big WWE fan, certainly in my more younger days. But um uh, you've been collaborating with wrestling phenomena Chris Jericho. Tell us about this, please.
1: Yeah, it was definitely I think it was a, a big thing, especially for our dad to be able to come with us too, because he grew up watching wrestling. And so he was like, Oh my goodness, that's Chris Jericho right there. And we're like, Where? Because we <laughs> we didn't it was before our time. And so I've even recently trying to watch it with my dad as a a way for us to kind of bond. We've been going to like AEW shows together and watching like the, the amateur wrestling that's locally and stuff. And so I kind of had a little bit more information than the other girls did, but still it was very much a new world to us. And, you know, just having, you know, even though you don't know like a ton about it, you know who Chris Jericho is and you know who, you know, these other players are. And so, you know, having him be able to come up to and be like, oh, what are, what are you doing for your makeup today? Your makeup looks really cool. You're like, what? And then you realize he's got two daughters. And so, of course he's going to know about makeup. Of course he's going to you know, know what questions to ask young girls because he's got two daughters that are your age. And so it was definitely just very surreal. But at the same time, you you realize you know, he's a regular person and uh, you get to see the human side of him. And so that was a really cool experience too.
0: Oh, that is so beautiful. Now you mentioned before I believe that mom is actually your manager did I hear that is. correctly how does that work out I'm curious
1: <laughs> um it definitely it helps a lot because you know everything is in house and so any ideas that you want to have instead of having to call up your manager or, or calling up their secretary and waiting for them to get back to you you just go upstairs and you're like hey I want to do this or hey I don't like the way we're doing this I want to change it and so you know you have your your band meetings right there at the house instead of having to you know schedule them for a certain day. If you wanted to try something new, you can literally just go have a conversation and boom, your your meeting's over, you did it. It could have been an email, it was a conversation.
0: <laughs> oh, that is so wonderful. Now, uh, you don't mind me asking, mom a pretty tough negotiator would you say?
1: She definitely uh is kind of a mama bear at times, which is really nice because you do need that person to go and fight for you to make sure you're getting the right deals and uh there's definitely been some things where we've been you know having to you know receive contracts and stuff like that and we would have been way over our head but you know she was there willing to come to bat for us and you know yell at whoever she needed to to make sure that we were getting the best deal that we could and that we weren't being used by anybody um, and so she definitely uh is there to make sure we like with our best interest in mind but you know there are times when uh artistic minds get in the way and so that can get a little bit struggling at sometimes because she knows, she's like, this is going to be bad for your career if you do this. And it's like, (laughs) no, I want to do it. And it's like, no, you're not going to do
0: that. (laughs) Oh, what a blessing to have that voice of reason with you there. And uh, certainly, who better than a mom to represent uh, her three wonderful daughters, that's for sure. This is probably a silly question. I mean, GFM has you've accomplished so much in my eyes a lifetime worth of things and maggie but
1: what's next is there anything on the agenda um there's definitely a lot of you know building in the process going for next year and we have a lot of you know ideas we want to try and figure out how to accomplish them Um, and we're already starting writing new music so we're getting new projects ready um and just trying to figure out you know stage performance different production ideas different you know changes to the brand that we can do because our parents grew up in the marketing and business side of things um instead of oh. they're outside of the music world and so they're always making sure you know marketing's on point branding's on point and so we always at the end of the year we have the rest of the year off and so you know the the end of the year is meant for planning and for preparing for what's to come next year so we definitely have a lot of things that we're, you know, hoping to be able to get done, music, hopefully, tours, hopefully, you know, a lot of like changes for outfit wise and, you know, just imaging wise that we're trying to hopefully update and, you know, big plans for that.
0: Oh, that is incredible. And you just really, uh, the light bulb just went on that what you do is not a three to four month a year job or, or role or contribution. It's a 12 month of the year obligation and commitment. And uh, the really sisters do it so beautifully. Now, I'm going to make a confession to you, if that's okay, Maggie. I mentioned to someone that I were going to be interviewing you. And I said that, uh, G, a gold frankincense and myrrh is a Christian metal band. And he immediately said, that's an oxymoron. How could something like <laughs> that exist? How should I have responded to him?
1: So we do receive, you know, that comment quite a bit um, because it is a strange thing at first for people to be like Christian and metal, that doesn't go together. But we've realized, you know, genre doesn't you know, define anybody's spirituality there. You know, there can be people who believe all kinds of different things in a certain genre, you know, and even with music that sounds like worship music, it can be in, you know, the general market and people could not even believe about Jesus or anything like that and still be playing music that sounds like that. And so we've realized that it definitely always comes down to the messaging side of things and, you know, what message you're promoting. And, uh, you know, music is just music and uh, you can make it sound however you want, as long as, you know, your message is what really defines what you believe. And so that's what we try to always push, you know, for more of a positive side of things. And our music is more universal, but you know, from stage, we are always very bold about proclaiming that we believe in Jesus Christ and uh, proclaiming the way to salvation and everything like that, and you know, we always try to. That's part of the another reason we go to the merch tables to try and talk with people, pray with people if they need prayer, and um, make it a safe place for people who have you know been burnt by the church or have never really heard about Jesus. And we want to be that new example for them and say like, this is really what Jesus is.
0: Oh, that is so wonderful. This is pure evangelization in the 21st century, that's for sure. So if I perceive correctly, Maggie, for you and your sisters, your faith really informs your music. Is that a fair statement? It does, yeah. Oh, oh, that's great. Sadly, we've only got about three minutes, but I've got two very, very important questions for you. Yesterday was National Metal Day, again, Friday, November 11. How can the loyal listeners and Greg, how can we continue the celebration of this fantastic day, National Metal Day?
1: Uh, Definitely just, you know, streaming music, uh, promoting bands, you know, posting especially up and coming bands because you know the the big guys have already made it they've already got a staple name but if you want the genre to stay around you know for as long as it can you know promoting bands that are up and coming and you know listening to them supporting them buying their cds you know that's what kind of spreads the message you know telling your friends about bands that they may have never listened to and it's like oh i don't listen to metal but it's like oh give this band a try you might like them and you know, kind of just figuring out new ways to spread the word to you know try and form a, a bigger family in that metal community
0: oh that's terrific we've saved maggie the most important question for last how can our listeners and i best purchase your great music how can we follow you
1: so everything matches it's all the gfm band so all of our social media sites the tag is all of the gfm band and then our website is the gfmband.com and all the links are there too
0: well, wow. let me make sure that our listeners heard this correctly. And I heard it correctly. Be it your website, be it your social media, T-H-E-G-F-M-B-A-N-D dot com. Is that right? Yes. Terrific. T-H-E-G-F-M-B-A-N-D dot com. Listeners, no excuse for you or I. Go to this website. And we can connect with your social media from your website. Is that the best way to do that or do that separately? Uh, What would you recommend there, Maggie, please?
1: Yes, the website's got all the links and it has like all the pictures for each of the social media sites. So it's super easy to find which one you regularly use. So that way you just click on it there and we run all of our accounts. So it's actually us. If you message us, we'll actually talk back to you. It's not like a like a management company or a robot or it's actually us.
0: Wow, that's great. So it wouldn't be mom getting back to us, but if it's Blue <laughs> or CJ or you, we'd actually have a conversation with you then. Oh, that is really, really true. Listeners, no excuse. It's holiday time. Thanksgiving right around the corner. Of course, the other holidays in December. Please, please, please go out to this great website, THEGFMBand.com. Buy some of this wonderful music. Uh, follow this great group. Uh, communicate with them. Because again, we might think that the Christian metal band is an oxymoron. We have learned today it certainly is not. These three sisters are so wonderful. They share their faith. They share Christian love, the Christ-like love in their music. And we've got to do our part to enjoy and support them. So Maggie, thank you very, very much for being here. You know, you've enlightened us today, but you've certainly inspired me and the listeners uh, to indeed get more into your band, into your music, and to enjoy Christian metal music uh, in particular moving forward. So uh, best wishes for a great, great Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday season. And uh, we'll keep following you. And best of luck with all these fabulous endeavors to you and mom and dad and your sisters, sir.
1: Well, thank you so much.
0: Listeners, guess what? Once again, we're out of time. Greg saying our hope and prayer is that when you wake up on Monday morning, just like Maggie English does, you'll say, thank God for Monday. Until next week for another episode of Thank God for Monday. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.